How do you keep conversation flowing and get a great result when you conduct an interview? Learn loads of tips today in this episode of Stand Out Get Noticed. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 296 of Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. Now, this episode is part two of how to be a great interviewer for a podcast or a panel. So if you listen to episode 295, we dived into how to prepare for an interview. So what to do what to do during, uh, sorry, before an interview. Today, we're exploring what you can do during an interview to help your guest feel comfortable, to keep the listener engaged, and to keep the conversation flowing. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 296. Let's do it. Now, in episode 295, I mentioned that there are three components of an interview. Number one, there's you. Number two, the guest. And number three, the audience. If you haven't listened to that episode, then definitely go listen because the prep is very, very important. I'm going to assume that you already know who your listener is, who the audience is, and I'm going to assume that you've already prepared. You've prepared yourself and you've prepared your guest so they know what's going on as well. So what I'm going to do is dive into some things. So I want you to think about like we're in the interview, right? We're there. We've met with them. We're like, okay, here we are. Cool. Now, what do we do to make this the best interview ever? So one of the key things that I found for a successful interview is for your guest to feel comfortable because after all, they are the talent. That's what we call them, the talent. And if they are feeling stressed or uncomfortable or really nervous, they are going to freeze up. They're going to stumble, maybe give you very short answers, not open up, not be vulnerable. Think about how you get when you're really nervous, let's say before a public speaking opportunity or something, you know, where you're just feeling really nervous and, you know, you're not going to perform at your best. So it's the same for your guest. So one of your key tasks as the interviewer, or even if you're there as a support person, maybe you're the in the producer role, your main task is to keep your guest comfortable. Ways that you can do this, warmly welcome them, say how excited you are for them to be there. Um, I, If it's a podcast, absolutely remind them that this is going to be edited later so they can pause or restart a response. If they like feel like they've stuffed up an answer, they can just stop and start again. Um, this We find with our podcasting clients, with my other business, Podcast Services Australia, we find that this in itself does a lot to help calm the guests down. Um, also, side note, keep in mind for yourself that this is being, if it's a podcast, you're recording it and it can be edited later. So if you want to restart a question or if you want to pause, you can also do that too. Um, simple stuff, giving them water, make sh- making sure they're hydrated. One thing, I can't remember who I heard this from. I did hear it from, from someone. They said that if you are vulnerable with them in those in the opening conversation, then that's going to make them feel more comfortable to be more vulnerable with you. So when you're setting up or having a conversation, you know, the pre-interview chat, tell them something about yourself that's personal, maybe a bit vulnerable. I wouldn't recommend saying that you're like really that you're really nervous for the interview because I don't think that's going to help them. 
Um, but maybe share something that's been going on for you in your life that maybe you're struggling with or working on. Um, and that might help them to, to um, you know, let their guard down a little bit. If they are really uncomfortable with the sound of their own voice, which most people are, we recommend if you pop the headphones, if it's, if it's in person, pop the headphones on them, get them talking, just get them talking into the mic, chatting about their day, I don't know, where they went on holiday recently, their kids, whatever, get them just feeling comfortable talking in general with being in front of the mic um, and, and headphones on. You might even like to be sneaky and just hit record as you're doing this so that you're not doing a big like, okay, now ready, we're going to count down and we're going to hit record now because that can really put people on edge. So if you just hit record and have a chat and say, all right, well, let's just get started and then you just dive into the first question, it can, you know, help to ease their mind a little. All right, so guest comfort, really important. Next thing is your mindset. I find that with a lot of people who have who are new to interviewing, or even people that have done it for a while, I've noticed myself getting into this as well. We tend to think to ourselves, what am I going to say next? So as the guest is talking, instead of listening to the guest, we're just thinking, okay, what's my question? What's my question? What did I prepare? What am I going to say? Say something smart. Say something smart. Look intelligent. Have you ever felt this way before? Don't worry. You're not alone. It happens. It happens a lot. This is something that's really challenging to switch, but I am here to encourage you to try as hard as you can to stay present and focused on the guest and what they are saying. If you don't, if you're continuously thinking about what you're going to say, you might miss some absolute gold that, that the guest shares. So try to be present, try to do your active listening. Um, try to avoid like staring, like looking back at your notes because you need to trust, and this is where it gets tricky because you need to trust that the guest is going to say something that's going to make you go, oh, okay, I want to ask more about that and make you go deeper. So it's not so much about like you have to have everything perfectly prepared to say or a perfect response. The guest will give you what you need. They'll, they're the ones who are providing the content, right? You're there to just guide them. Okay, another element of mindset is that you are there to be the audience advocate. I cannot stress this enough. If you're podcasting for a specific audience or if you're in front of a live audience, maybe you're doing a panel, you are there as the audience's representative. So you are their voice. The audience can't just jump in with a question when the guest says something. You have to do it for them. So one simple example is if your guest says something that you don't think your audience will understand, maybe it's an acronym or a piece of jargon or they reference an an obscure author or film or country and you think, okay, maybe the audience doesn't really know what that is, just ask them to explain it. So you can say something like, um, okay, thanks, Fred. Uh, so for people listening who don't know what paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea is, can you give us a definition, right? <laughs> Just ask. That's, um, by the way, that's a medical term for waking up breathless. So there you go. Something that I learned today. And don't worry, you won't look stupid for asking them to clarify because you're framing it from the audience's perspective. So even if 
this is where it can be dangerous if you deeply know the topic that the guest is talking about because you've already you might already have an expert level of knowledge and it can be harder for you to be the audience advocate because you're actually not sure of what they don't know. So you've got to try really hard to go, all right, are we talking about stuff that's maybe you know a bit too high level? Do we need to to dive in and define some terms? Another way you can be the audience advocate is, Let's say the guest says something that you think your audience will be um, interested in or maybe they disagree with. You can challenge them on behalf of your audience. So you could say, you know, I'm sure there are many people listening who would disagree with that statement. Uh, Or you could say something like, um, for listeners who are thinking, oh, that won't work for me because of X, Y, Z, what advice would you give them? And so I find like, for example, with the content on this podcast, um, you know, we're talking about communication skills and I've, I've, I've had instances where the guest has talked about like, you know, go out there and like meet people and introduce yourself or put yourself out there or whatever. And I'll say something like, okay, well, for the people who are more introverted and they've never done this before, or if this is really scary for them, you know, what can they do? I had one instance many years ago where I was interviewing someone on my podcast and this person said, you know, if we think about where confidence comes from, it comes from the center, right? It comes from the center. And I was there nodding along going, oh yes, yes, the center, of course. And I just went along with the interview. And then a few days later, I was at my co-working space and I had someone come up to me and he was a podcast listener. And he said, Christina, you know, normally I love your podcasts, but that last interview what did, what did that person mean by confidence comes from the center? Like, what does that even mean? I wish you would have just challenged the guest on that and just said, what do you mean by that? And I was like, oh, okay, all right, calm down. But like, it was a really good lesson for me in, in, in going, okay, if something doesn't make sense to me, then maybe, you know, I need to pull my guest up on it. So I've made a, a, an effort to do that since then. Okay, so we're being present, we're focusing on the guest and what they're saying, and we are being the audience advocate. Now, let's dive into great questions to ask. Now, I know that you've already prepared, let's say you've prepared all your questions. Now, when you're doing the interview, it's really important to ask one question at a time and to make it either like an open-ended question if you're wanting conversation or even better, a story gathering question. Stories are a beautiful thing to draw out of people because it brings out their humanness, their personality and stories are super engaging for listeners. Um, So I've got a list of story gathering questions that I'll pop in the show notes. Um, I'll share some with you now. So you could say something like, tell me about the moment when. Then you can say, and then what happened? So, you know, to take me through this story, then what happened? Um, Take me back to the time when you were blah, blah, blah. What was going on for you at the time? Um, Another one is, is there a particular moment or memory that stands out to you? What else? You know, what have you learned about X, Y, Z? How did it feel when X, Y, Z happened? At the end um, a really good question to ask is, is there anything else you would you would have liked me to ask? And then they literally just feed you a question, which 
makes your job really easy. With the last one I did with uh, Mike Goldman, he, I think it was episode 294, I asked him that question and he said, when's your next movie coming out, Mike? And so, of course, I was like, when's your next movie coming out? And so, of course, gave him an opportunity to to promote his his film. But, yeah, really good question to ask. Now, questions to avoid. This came up actually on LinkedIn when I posted the last episode. Um, Anne on LinkedIn wrote a comment. She said, this is such a timely series, Christina. I started interviewing marketing experts for my writing coaches, but it's not as easy as it seems. One question, what is a good first question to ask in an interview? Now, I thought this was a great thing to bring up. Now, often when you listen to interviews, especially podcasts, hosts love to open with, so Mary, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And this just makes me roll my eyes and want to skip forward because this opens up a whole can of worms, right? Someone could, how much could you talk about yourself? Like a lot. People will go on for a good five minutes about themselves, their life story, how many kids they have, where they grew up, where they went to school, what business they started, their career progress, like all this stuff. Like we don't need that if the focus of the podcast is on something else, something really specific. So, and it just, to me, it just wastes a whole lot of time at the start of the interview and can put people off. Like if you're doing a podcast about, um, let's say travel and you're wanting to talk to this person specifically about a country, let's say Turkey, you know, I want to talk to this person about Turkey and you go, right. So tell us about yourself. And, um, and when did you first start traveling? That has nothing to do with Turkey right? I would rather hear, I've tuned into that podcast because I want to hear about Turkey. I don't want to hear about this person's life story. Unless the episode is literally about that person's life story. And even then you wouldn't start with, tell me about yourself. You would say, take me back to childhood. What was your earliest memory, right? Specific. So please avoid, tell me about yourself. I once had a podcast interviewer, their first question to me was, so who is Christina Cantors? And I was like, uh, wow, that's, um, I'm actually still figuring that out for myself. It's almost got a bit existential. I'm like, this is not, that is not a good opening question. Okay. You want to make it easy for your guest. So something that I like to start with is I, you can even give a little bit of their bio, right? So, um, you know, Michael, you're an expert in in project management. Tell me, what is the biggest challenge facing project managers today? Um, or maybe, you know, you write a lot about um, marketing for dentists. Why is it, why is marketing so important for dentists? You know, so get, get really specific about your opening question. I like to script my opening question um, and, and even like read that out because it starts me off feeling really confident. Um, so There's so many juicy questions you can start with that are not tell me about yourself. Another thing to avoid is the double-barreled question, which is where you ask two questions in one. So for example, so tell me, Sarah, who was the biggest influence for you growing up and how did that help you in your career choices? Two questions, right? Better if you pick one. So let's start with, so tell me, Sarah, Who was the biggest influence growing up? 
then they talk about the biggest influence. And then after you've got some of that story, then go into and tell me, how did that person then help you in your career? Right? Much better. Otherwise, the guest is there going, um, which one do you want me to answer? Like the, the, the first one and they, they just might get confused. Another thing to avoid is questions when you feed them the answer. And I, I suspect that this happens because the interviewer does not trust that their question is clear enough. So they feel like they have to over explain it to the guest. So this then comes back to your mindset as an interviewer. You need to have your question and just trust that it's a good question and that your guest isn't an idiot and they can answer it. Question, a question where you feed the answer would look like, so Sarah, what was the secret to your success? Do you think it was to do with having great mentors? Was it like right place, right time? Was it just hard work? Was it your social media prowess? I mean, what was it? What was the secret to your success? So can you see what I did there? Like a really long paragraph of just rambly questions where you're throwing in a bunch of answers. Now, that does not make for very concise crisp communication. And also it's actually not fair on your guests because you're kind of telling them, you're like prompting them to answer when it could have been something completely different. Now, if this is a podcast and it is being edited later, you may like to just edit yourself out. And I've done that many times before because don't get me wrong. I've done this a lot. Trust me. I'll go back and edit my episodes and I'll go, oh my God, I that was such a long-winded question and I'll spend more time actually editing myself out more than the guest. But it's good learning because then I, I learned to not be so long-winded. But you as the, the, the host, you need to trust that the question is fine as is and you don't need to add anything else to it, okay? All right, let's move on to how to keep on track. Podcast listener, Emma, who inspired the last episode, she one of the questions she asked me was, um, how do you keep on track, especially if you have someone who loves to go on and on and on and on? Um, she also writes, I admire radio and podcast interviewers who can really wrap up a responder, especially the ones who are interviewing a politician. Yes, I agree, Emma. And this is a really good question. So I've got some tips for you here. Actually have, okay, these are my five tips for you. Step one, First is if you agree to the key takeaway of the episode before you start, it gives you a return point to guide them back to. So, you know, in the, uh, and I talked about this in the last episode, we want to agree on what the, the end goal of that episode is. And if you remind your guest of this at the start, it can help to like, to then bring them back. So if they go off track, you can say, okay, Sam, let's, let's bring it back to our main topic now. You know, or let's, uh, Sam, I know the key takeaway for this episode was for the audience to learn about this. So let's, let's keep on track. You can keep it humorous and enthusiastic. So always enthusiastic, right? Um, so Sam, you know, while I'd love to talk about your vintage teacup collection all day, well, what we really are here for is to talk about your career journey. So my next question is make it fun, make it lighthearted. Number two, you can, if it's in person, it's easier. This is easier. Um, but you can show your, use your face to show you want to say something. Like if you're just like nodding along 
rhythmically, they're going to think, oh, I should keep talking because this person's nodding at me. But if you widen your eyes and open your mouth and maybe raise your hand like you're about to say something, then that might give them the the sign to like, oh, okay, this person wants to ask a question. Um, Number three, here's a trick that I learned from Louise Marler, who I interviewed in episode 273. She's an expert in body language and vocal tone and, and she's amazing. Definitely go listen. She says that if you want, if you need to interrupt, you need to interrupt at the same pace and energy level as the speaker. So think about it like, you know, when you see the sprint relays, like the four by four sprint relays and the runner is like racing with the the baton and they have to pass it to their next the next runner, the next runner isn't just standing still when they take that baton, right? The next runner is sprinting. They get up to a sprint and then the first runner passes the baton, baton, I don't know, baton, <laughs> baton, baton, I don't know how to say, baton to them so that the, the baton basically is like at the same pace the whole time. So think about that. When someone's speaking and they're like, blah, 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 you need to go, yes, and John, blah, 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 blah. It's really hard to interrupt when you're like, yeah, uh, uh, yes, and uh, if you're like being hesitant and like quiet and trying to jump in, you want to be like, blah, 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 at the same time as them. Now, for my introverts out there who are uh, maybe not so skilled at jumping in in the moment, I know that might be a little bit more challenging for you but just like embrace your inner extrovert I know you can do it just go I'm just gonna lean in to that inner extrovert and like just do it for this one moment I know you can I know you can so when you interrupt you gotta wait for that really slight break and go yes and that's fantastic and right and keeping keeping the enthusiasm high you don't want to be like you don't want to be like stop talking you don't want to be like angry right it's always done with the most respect uh, and and love for your guest. Um, another thing you can do, number four, you can use this phrase that I really love and you can use this in other situations in your life as well. You can say, can I pause you there? And you use this with an excited tone as well. Can, can I pause you there? I'm really, I'm really excited about what something you just said. And I love the word pause because you're not saying stop. You're not saying I'm going to stop you. You're saying I'm just going to pause you for a moment and you you can keep talking in a moment, but I'm just going to hit the pause button, right? I was um I was giving some feedback to one of our podcast services Australia clients. She's the HR manager of a really large company in Australia, and for their podcast she was interviewing a senior leader who and the senior leader was saying, um, well, then I moved to cities with my fiance and then my fiance and I broke up, I broke up and then we caught off the wedding. We had bought a house together and then one of my main business relationships broke down and she was just going on, like dropping all of these massive things that had happened. And th- my client was kind of going, oh, yes, mm, and kind of like nodding along. Yes, okay. And my feedback to her was, you know, you could have said, wait, a, wait a second. Can I pause you there? What, what do you mean you broke off your mat, your your engagement? Can we like, what was that like for you at the time? You know, so there's there's certain times in a, in an interview where you want the guest to pause and like dive into something that they've just said instead of skimming over the top, because um, they might have said something really profound or something really big that happened in their life that they glossed over. You can jump in and say, wait. Can, maybe not wait. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your personality, but I, I like to say, can I pause you there, Fred? 
you just said something that really captured my attention. Can we go back to that? What was that like for you at the time? And then my final tips is number five for how to keep on track. Look, this is like worst case scenario. If they just go on and on and on and on, just think to yourself, well, at least I can edit this out later. Oh, I do have a bonus tip for you. So when it comes to wrapping up, you can have a wrap up question scripted, just like you have an opening question scripted. Um, You might say something like, um, thank you so much for sharing that final piece of wisdom, John. I am sure it's something we can all take on board moving forward. Thanks, John, for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Now, of course, all these skills that I've, tips that I've shared with you today, these will only work for you if you implement them. So my recommendation is if you're going to go, go ahead and do an interview, firstly, well done. Uh, Secondly, I want you to pick one or two of these tips and implement them. So you don't have to implement them all, right? These are all skills and things that I've learned over many, many years of conducting interviews and training people how to do the same. So just start with small steps. So just just practice, pick one or two and just practice that until you until you feel comfortable with it and then move on to the next one. If you have any other interview tips yourself that you want to share, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Christina Canters, and join the conversation. I will post this episode in LinkedIn. Just put in a comment there. I would love to hear from you. And of course, if you want to uh, see a recap of this episode with those story gathering questions. I'll list them all out um, there in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 296. All right, Rockstar, thanks for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll be back in the next episode probably with an interview. So maybe you can like scrutinize my uh, interview skills and let me know if I'm following my own advice. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. (laughs) 